It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. Everybody loves a dog, except those that don't. But Darren Rowe <laughs> is here to talk about dogs, and Darren Rowe is from Mindfulness for Dogs. Morning, Darren. Good morning, Roman. How are you today? Not really good to see you again. Oh, man, it's such a lovely day to be out. In yeah, it is. Yeah. It is beautiful. And in fact, Dunedin has the country's high at the moment, almost 24 degrees already. Wow, yeah. 24. I'm popping down there for some poached eggs after I the show, so, yeah. I reckon. Definitely. 0800-844-747. Call that number and you can have a chat with Darren Rowe right now. Mindfulness for dogs. For those who haven't heard you before, what is the premise behind mindfulness for dogs? Yeah, so, so mindfulness is, has been quite a popular thing, hasn't it, in the last sort of few years? And people don't really understand what it is. It's mm-hmm. just one of those words that's out there. Um, and, and I kind of came across this thing over the last 17 years that dogs reflect our emotional states a lot more than we realise. We've had this whole adage, and I think it's something maybe from the UK where your emotions go down the lead and if you're getting getting kind of worried then the dog picks up on that mm. but it's a lot bigger than that your dog's actually watching you and, and and reading you and reacting to you completely yeah so the great thing is we can control our own emotions if we can control our own emotions then the, we can start to then tell the dog the kind of things that we want the dog to do and then the dog can do the, the right thing basically yeah. it's yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. how that can just change behaviors overnight i've seen you with <coughs> your dogs in the studio here at times and it's like you're a, a magician i mean you, <laughs> you don't even have to say anything you, your dog's looking at you and i've always thought when you've said your dogs can tell what you're thinking i've gone oh whatever gosh <laughs> but you're right I've seen it. It's quite funny. I was on that cafe show and um, mm. they, they said something about the dog Jedi. And I thought, I like that. That's very <laughs> That's good. That's a really good one. And it kind of is a bit like that, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just understanding that your dogs really understand what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they've been around us for, for thousands of years and, and they're so attuned with us that they, they do. They get it. If you look at the shepherds, you know, hardly ever there's any commands. The dogs just know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last night would have been a very stressful night for any dogs in central Auckland. Lots and lots of Tongan supporters driving around, blasting their horns, yeah. yahooing. It was crazy good fun, uh, but not for dogs. And also something that's coming up which will really concern dogs is Guy Fawkes. Yeah, and not just Guy Fawkes because we've got quite a lot of different festivals and things over the next sort of three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's almost a continuous thing for dogs um, and, and owners. And I think um, Andrea, uh, sorry, Andrea Midgen came out in at the SBCA. She said that there's so many dogs that get lost and get found in shelters because mm-hmm. of the fireworks. I think we've just got to be really quite mindful, to use that word again, really mindful of what fireworks are to dogs. They're just these are cra- crazy loud noises that they have no concept of what they are. And that's the problem. Mm. If there was a, if I had a hammer and I bang, sort of was banging a table, the dog could see it was the, the hammer that was banging on the table, and then they don't get scared. But with these great big noises, they, they have no concept of where they're coming from, mm. and that puts them into a fear state. And, and once they're in that fear state, then it's really hard for them to sort of bring themselves back down, mm-hmm. and then they just start shaking. And then, of course, there's another one, and then another one, and another one, and then three weeks later, it's still, oh, it's just, just so bad. Do you, do you, so talking about that long-term effect, how long would it take for a distressed dog to actually become calm again? To come calm? Well, the, there's a few studies that are out there, and they reckon once a dog's gone into that sort of flight and fight mode, which is what fireworks tend to make them go into, mm. uh, it can take up to 72, maybe even longer, um, hours hours to come back down yeah. and that's without any other sort of stimulus arousal all that kind of thing yeah, yeah. so you can imagine in the next three weeks it just doesn't happen yeah um the one thing that we need to think about now is what do we do when we have a dog that is fearful of fireworks or fearful of noises and what we think we should do as a caring person 
is completely wrong. Oh, really? So if we think the, the, the animal's getting quite aroused, it's getting quite excited, and then they go into flight and fight, if we add any more arousal to that dog, and i.e. we're saying, oh, you'll be fine, oh, what a lovely dog, lots of strokes, and when we stroke, we tend to stroke really small strokes, which mm. hypes them up even more, mm. um, we're just pushing them further up into that sort of fearful zone. Oh, nice. What we really need to do is be that completely mindful, calm person yeah. and just show them... The, the kind of behaviours that we're expecting and, and give them a space to be and respect that they just need to be in the corner. But if you've mm. got a dog that's a runner, crate them. <laughs> really? Because yeah. they'll find a way out. They'll jump through windows. They'll, they'll open doors. Oh. It's amazing what they'll do to get out. Yeah. You look, it's not just dogs, of course, too. It's horses oh, and it's animals. cats and yeah. rabbits and frogs <laughs> and probably goldfish. I don't know. But we are talking about dogs now. And if your dog is not quite doing what you'd like it to do or you've just noticed some behavioural changes which aren't quite great then let me know and you can have a chat with Darren right now. 0800 844 747. Now, just before you were in, Nat Levy was here and her dog had disappeared, yeah. right? Yeah, she's saying. And she said, I said, oh, do you think it's because there'll be a bitch in the neighbourhood that the dog can smell? And she said, no, the dog's been fixed. And I said, <coughs> so have I, but it doesn't change things, right? <laughs> You're still interested. Is it the same with dogs that have been fixed? I think, I think the... Um I think it would go against nature to say no. Mm. I'm sure dogs that have been fixed are interested. It's just the testosterone levels won't be as high, so they right. probably won't act on that action as much. Yes. Um, but certainly if they see a pretty little girl over there, I'm sure they're going to yeah. go and see what's going on. I think with Nat, it's more, um, there's quite a, um, she's got a Labrador, mm. and, and Labradors are very sociable dogs. And he's probably checked out all the neighbourhood dogs, and he's just going for a little wander to go and say hello, I think, probably. Isn't it funny um, how they do that? Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's a lab, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Either going to say hello to friends or just looking for food. Food. 0800 yeah, <laughs> We are talking fireworks and how distressing that can be for dogs. I notice that there are some new council laws. Auckland have some new laws for dogs. What do they cover? Yeah, so they don't cover fireworks as much, but um, certainly there's a few changes in Auckland that people need to be aware of, I guess. And, and I'm, I'm guessing as Auckland is the, the test bed for things, then that will start to come down through mm. other, other um, councils. So one of the main ones is that across Auckland, people never really know when they're allowed the dogs are allowed to be in certain areas. Mm -hmm. So they've really sort of homed in on the times and it's now or should be very consistent across the board for different times. So the, the, between 10 and 5 p.m. Um, and after 5 um, pretty much that doesn't come into effect until the summertime, which is the 1st of December. Um, mm. So at the moment we're still in winter times, so it'll be as it is. Yeah. But from that point onwards, it should be very consistent across the board. Sure. Um, the And I think most people realize, most people know this one, but if you have two... Uh, sorry, more than two dogs, I get that right, more than two dogs, and you do need to have a, a licence, so you need to apply for that. And I think that's been pretty, most people in Auckland, but not everybody, yep. That makes a lot of sense. <coughs> I, I'm a big, I love dogs, you know that, but I hate the attitude of love me, love my dog. But then again, you wouldn't go to Takapuna Beach, where there are more dogs than people, and start complaining about it, right? So if no. you don't like them, don't <coughs> go there. I, I do think that, yeah. I mean, certainly the, the dog parks, I mean, they are very... You know, they're, they're advertised as dog parks. If you're going to go for a walk and dog park without a dog and start complaining about dogs barking, then really, in my opinion, get a life and go somewhere nice, like yeah. a walk on the river. Yeah. Okay. The calls are coming in, and you can get yours in right now, 0800 844 747. Darren Rowe with us for a – we're going to squeeze in some more time this morning because Darren's a good guy, and <laughs> sometimes it takes a while for you to get to the phone. 0800 844 747. Pamela, let's get you in first. Hello, Pamela. Good morning, Pamela. Oh, good morning. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've got a dog. Uh, she's a cross dog with uh, a standard poodle. She's five years old. Uh, she wants to be touched all the time and stroked. Or, or we had some friends around here last night, 
and she laid on the floor and insisted that they stroked her the whole evening. I had a girlfriend like that once. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop, she puts her legs up and keeps hitting you with her front legs. Okay. Um, I see this with, is she a little tiny poodle? No, no, oh, she's, she's a big, big one. dog, standard oh, poodle. Oh, really, standard one. Okay, because I see this all the time with a little tiny, um, tiny dogs. Um, have you had her since a puppy? Yes. Yeah, oh, so, yes. So, so poodles are quite, um, they're quite full-on dogs when they're young. I don't think people realise how full-on poodles can be. But they're, they, lo- they love attention. They crave attention. And probably when mm. she was a puppy, she would have been desperately, desperately trying to get your attention, jumping up on you. And you probably stroked her an awful lot as a puppy. And then that's become a behaviour that she knows works yeah. for her to get attention. So yeah. the only real way you can stop that is cold turkey. And yeah, that's what I told my husband. Yeah. He, won't, he keeps stroking. Gives yeah. into her all the time. Exactly. It's not so much giving in, but if you think if she's she's getting a reward from that behaviour, it may not be the behaviour you want, but you're giving her a reward by touching her every time. So every time you touch her, she says, oh, yeah, they like that. I'll do that again. And what happens normally then when you don't touch them or don't stroke them, they lick you or they paw, paw you mm. to get yeah, your attention right. again. And yeah, it is cold turkey, but it's a tough one because they're quite cute, aren't they? And when yeah. they give you those puppy dog eyes, it's like, oh. Yeah, I know. It drives me <laughs> mad, though, in the evening. I can't sit down and do anything. At least at least by the sounds of it, she's not one that then just barks at you constantly because that's the next step. Oh, oh no, she doesn't bark. Oh, no, she doesn't bark. She just, <laughs> just keeps hitting you with her front paws. Oh, okay. she sounds like a lovely dog. So it's cold, cold turkey from yeah, now Yeah, a little yeah? bit, but, but be, be mindful of, you know, you can't just take something away that she's had for that many years because it might freak her out, so take it yeah. off slowly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All Thank you very much. No worries, I'll give it a... Yeah, that's a good, a good idea. Just give it a go. And we're not talking about <coughs> cold turkey from the delicatessen. No. You mean just stop, right? <laughs> just stop. Kind, yeah, kind of, but not quite, not yeah, quite yeah, that yeah. direct. All right. <laughs> and the number here to have a chat with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs, 0800 844 747. <laughs> Are you coughing? I am, yeah. What, what's wrong? I think it might be a bit of hay fever coming up. Yeah, I've got the same too. People mm. always say, have you got a cold? Jennifer, have you got a cold or is it hay fever? Uh, no, neither. Oh, <laughs> Morning, Jennifer. Just, just a uh, friendly poodle, a miniature poodle. Okay, yeah. He's uh, 10 months old, and we've had poodles before, we've, but they've passed away. Yeah. This one is driving a li- me a little bit of nuts at the moment <laughs> because he's taking everything outside. Oh, oh right. Uh, so, he doesn't chew things. He just like, oh, well, I'll get that blanket. Uh, I might just take the car keys or... Good Lord. <laughs> underwear. Um, <coughs> underwear? Hairbrushes, you wow. name it, he'll have it. Can, can I ask, do, do you spend a lot of time indoors? Is he trying to tell you to get out and enjoy life a bit more, maybe? <laughs> no, not really. I'm just thinking about really. the ones you've said, the blanket, the keys. The <laughs> yeah, and uh, no. Okay, so... Um, hey, can I just ask, just but Darren, yeah, you're yeah. the expert. I just want to ask, I'm very <coughs> curious, does the dog just take them outside or is the dog chewing them to pieces? No, he's not chewing them at all. I think he has chewed the hairbrush a little bit, yes. Yeah. I can imagine that one because it's a bit harder. Um, <laughs> the, the poodles aren't real chewers, that's a, that's a good thing about it. They're not, they're yeah. not sort of known for being chewy. I'm sure there will be, be people out there that um, disagree with me, but generally speaking, they're not a chewy dog. Right. Um, we had a dog that did the same. He used to take out um, the blankets from the bed, and I thought they were just airing them because that's what they saw. But um, <clears throat> what happened was my wife used to always do that and then hang them out, so she just copied us. So there might be situations where they've seen you do something, not necessarily the keys or the blanket, but seen you take something outside, and they're just so clever poodles that they'll just copy you. Wow. Um, but it might be that um, 
just trying to get your attention, I would say. Probably. Yeah. More than anything, it's just getting your attention. And, and uh, going back to the previous caller, Pamela, um, poodles just desperately want attention. And, mm. and they'll get it any way they can. And probably what's happened is they take it out. You then go, oh, blah, 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 blah. Go and grab grab the dog, grab it. And, and he's getting all this lovely attention. Oh, if okay. you were just to go out there very quietly, pick them up and just put them away and not say anything, but then get his toy <laughs> and then play with him inside or outside, he'd probably then go and grab the toy and take yeah. it out for you. Yeah. And the digging's going to stop, isn't it? Oh, the digging, yeah. Um, d- does he chew your furniture? No, no, I don't. So be thankful. Not at the moment, no. Be thankful then, because you can always replant the plant or reseed the grass, but you can't mm, always buy yeah. new furniture. Um, digging is, is a bit of boredom as well. Yeah. So toys and things that I always um, I give the dogs an area to, to dig because it's a natural thing dogs like to dig I mean if mm. we take away all those things that they like then they go and do things that we don't like so much so maybe give them a sand pit bury their toys in there and uh. teach them how to play in it and then they run to that area it's a hard one to teach them to do mm. um, but yeah I wouldn't get too stressed out if they're not chewing your furniture then at well, least no I've just planted the potatoes so I've <laughs> them from there because I don't want those up oh, and uh, the other thing um, if we've got mm. time um, I did a whole garden um, and my dogs sat there and watched me, my Irish setters, and we don't sort of say Irish setters are the cleverest dogs in the world, do we? But I think mm. they are. But they all sat and watched me dig the yeah. plants, pull the weeds <laughs> out. I went indoors, put the kettle on, came back. They'd taken every plant out because they'd seen me do oh, it with the weeds. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, be careful what they're watching. Oh, no, I've had the big weeds inside as well. That's wonderful. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, have, you, have you bought flowers into your house? Uh, no, he doesn't no. like flowers at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice. What's your, what's your dog's name, Jennifer? Louis. 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 Is he, uh, did you say miniature or toy poodle? He's a miniature. He's a miniature. Okay. They yeah. are a smart dog, they? Aren't are they are so smart, yeah. We don't realise they were bred for hunting originally, I think. Yeah, so, well, yeah. they were Russia's first police dog, the oh, standard poodle. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah. There you go, Jennifer. Well, I just thought it was because he was blonde. Oh. <laughs> well, it might be an element of that, but I'm sure. That, more <laughs> I'm not sure you can say that on the <laughs> no, radio. <that's> right. <laughs> All the best, Jennifer. Thank you very much. See you. Bye now. So there we go. We've had a couple of calls on poodles. They are yeah, a popular breed, aren't they? They are indeed, yeah. So if you you are buying a poodle and, you, and you're thinking of a quiet little, you know, sedentary <laughs> life, forget it. Um, I don't have a poodle myself, so I can't say exactly what poodles are like as mm. a youngster, but they're, they're not one that I've seen to be a quiet dog. Um, no. They're quite barkers. Um, they crave attention. Um, the ones I've seen in the shows... They look like they're prim and proper and beautiful, but like I say, they were bred for hunting, so they're actually quite a full-on dog. But that's what happens when the French get hold of a breed, right? (laughs) They start topering it, you know? that coats for specific reasons. It it doesn't get caught in places. Then they go into water, as far as I'm aware. Keeps the um, joints warm. Yeah, it's all that sort of thing. I heard an interview years and years ago that the poodle is the only dog that doesn't have hair. It has wool. Is that right or not? Oh, I think I think it's deemed I think it's hair, isn't it? But it's probably just the way it's yeah. the structure. I'd have to look that one up. Yeah, because I tell you what, disagree or agree with that one? I'm not sure. Well, they look, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm incorrect most of the time, but I'm just wondering because a lot of people would love to have a dog inside, but they don't <coughs> want the dog here everywhere. Yeah, they certainly don't shed as much the poodles, as right. far as from what I've been told. Um, yeah. but you do get the the whole poodle sort of attitude, and, and they're quite a full-on dog. They yeah. are. Yeah. They are. Not not for the easy dogs. No, you're right. <laughs> so whatever breed of dog you're thinking of getting, or you may have, and you want to do some correction, a little bit of tweaking, you know, uh, 0800 844 747, and you can have a chat with Darren Rowe from...
from mindfulness for dogs. Let's go back to those new council laws. Yeah. What do they pertain to? Is there anything in there about dogs that want to bite people? Yeah, so, so I think that's probably the most important change that they've done, the, the concept of the menacing dog. So what was normally the case, if your dog was deemed a menacing dog, i.e. it was biting, barking, and, and, and it doesn't even have to be like a full-on bite to be menacing, it could just charge at somebody and that mm. person sees it as menacing, then they would be stamped, little stamped saying, right, your dog's menacing. I think there's a fee charge if you've got a menacing dog, and I think it's quite a big one, to be honest. Wow. Um, and that dog then, <clears throat> sorry, for the rest of its life, was deemed as a menacing dog. Yeah. And there was just no way you, you couldn't change it, right? Um, which I think is a bit unfair because we know that behaviour swaps and changes, and it could well have just been that particular person. Dogs generalise their behaviours. So, mm. um, so what they've done is they've said if you can now produce evidence that your dog is now not menacing, how easy that's going to be, I don't know. And I think you probably want to go down the lines of with the canine behaviourist to actually give a report, a proper report to say that they've tested, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and I think the councils probably need to give some sort of structure to what that report would need to have, you can then get that that sort of stamp taken off your dog. Right. Um, so and I think that's a great thing. So actually. you can have that decision yeah, overturned. Yeah, if, if I'm understanding the, right. the, the rules properly, you can take it. But like a lot of things, in practice, how that works, I don't know. And I'm yeah. have to see how that works. But We've spoken <coughs> about the, the behaviour of dogs extensively for, for months and months now. I have concerns about anyone who says... Oh, don't worry about your children. My dog's fine. Dogs yeah. are dogs, right? And they can yeah. change at the flick of a switch. So, so I've got, um, you've seen Ginger, they're fantastic dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're dogs. And if I've got young children around, my dogs are on a lead. Yeah. And, and, and that's end of story. I trust my dogs completely with children, mm. but I'm never going to let them have the opportunity just to make a mistake because I, I value my dogs too much, to be honest, and I don't want the children to get hurt. And, yeah. and even just a, um, a really well-behaved dog can just play and, and hurt a child, especially a young child. Mm. So I'm always trying to, to you know, just to encourage people to, to be responsible because it's really the owner's fault if a dog does make a mistake with a child and, and they always end up doing it when they're left alone. Yeah, I, look, this might be a bit simplistic. You're the expert here. Tell me if I'm wrong. But your environment, your property... We understand that people can come and go. We allow that to happen. Yeah. But for a dog to see a little toddler yeah. sitting on something that the dog thinks is his or her chair, yes. it's yeah. a challenging behaviour to a dog, it isn't is. it? And, and if we if we buy into this whole um, I have to be the leader of the pack thing, then by definition we've defaulted the child to mm. being lower than the adult, which is why the dog can kind of challenge that behaviour. Mm. Um, I try and teacher dogs that they don't really own anything it's just they, they can use them but it's not an ownership thing and then they don't challenge that but, but kiddies do silly things don't they? they jump on dogs and they kick them and they, and they pull them. their tail yeah and, you know. and, and then we tell the dog off when it responds and bites or, or yeah. growls you know yeah, yeah yeah let's come back to that a bit <coughs> later on i'm really intrigued about the hierarchy thing because i've misunderstood that all <coughs> my life my okay. poor dogs my poor dogs it's 26 past nine hi david how are you good thank you how are you good morning david good morning um, what I'm ringing up for, we've got a Bichon Shih Tzu, and she keeps ripping her hair out at the moment. Ooh. Terrible. How old is she, uh, David? Uh, she's about seven. About seven years. Um, have you have you taken her to a vet? Have you had that sort of skin checked out? Uh, not yet. It does happen around this time most yeah. every year. And uh, she just starts scratching and ripping her hair out. She hasn't got fleas. No, no, I wouldn't say it was fleas. Um, is, it, is it in particular areas at the back or...? All over. All over. Um, it sounds, uh, first thing I would probably do is I would get the vet to check it out. The second thing I would do is I would take her to a groomer and just get yep. that dead fur out because quite often you get lots of dead fur that gets caught up in, in the dog and that's, that's what they're trying to take out. And when yep. they start biting, that 
it's kind of like a rewarding thing for themselves and they bite more and more and more. Mm. And, and then they can end up literally stripping themselves bold almost. It's, it's quite scary. And then, of course, they start going the skin. Um, so definitely definitely get the vet checked out to make sure it's not an allergy to like the grasses and the pollens that are coming out in the moment, I would say. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. If that's not the case and you get it groomed and it's still the same, then, then start to look at the food because it might be something if you've changed the food recently that, or, or even if you haven't changed the food but the food manufacturers have changed their their um, sort of formulas a little bit. There okay. might be something coming out there. What I would say is if it's grass pollen, check a pores because you'll probably find a pores are quite red. Yeah. And, and that will be a good indication. If it's underneath the um, armpits and things like that, that's normally where the fleas start to see. So you'll, you'll see Ugh. the dust there. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's coming to that sort of season at the moment, isn't it? With the, with the sudden heat, we'll get a burst of fleas recently, um, quite yeah. soon, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, how do we stop it from barking at everything that moves? <laughs> everything that moves at, at oh, seven good. years old. Um, <clears throat> what do you do when she barks? Get her to flip and stop it. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, quite often we we make those behaviours ten times worse than they are. If you think about it from a dog's perspective, there's something over there that's scaring me, so I'm going to bark. And when I bark at it, I'm going to get rid of it. And it's normally a bird or or someone that walks past. And of course, they always go, don't they? So it's a self-rewarding behaviour. I bark, they go. Mm. I bark again. Yeah. Mm. When we bark with them, and that's us telling them off, we're just yep. joining in with their barking. So we're actually oh, okay. modelling to bark is a good thing. So the best thing to do is just go over to them very calmly, just hold their collar and just take them away. Wow. But okay. but don't say anything to them at all. And then that yep. kind of models the right sort of behaviour. Um, it takes a while, no? You can use clicker training and stuff if you want to, but that's that's normally thing, um, the best idea, and you take control of that situation from a calm perspective. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank but you seven, so much for Seven that. years old might take a bit of time to sort of change those behaviours. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. And what, what great <laughs> advice. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for the call. Isn't that incredible? That's like, Sarah, thank you for your text. Sarah says, hi, we've got a one-year-old Maltese Shih Tzu in more ways than one, I can tell you, just wait for it, <laughs> who continues to do his business inside the house. We regularly take him out for toileting, but it hasn't stopped him going in the house. Help, says Sarah. <laughs> and, and probably along with a, a lot of other little dog owners, seems to be a problem. And it goes back to that crate training when they were puppies. If you if you crate train them, they, they can build up that um, sort of muscle power in their, in their sort of bladder area. Mm. So, so basically, it doesn't matter how old a dog is, you can take them back to crate training. And you can go online. If you, if you email me, um, sorry, what was the woman's name? Is it? Uh, Sarah. Sarah, sorry, Sarah. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you email me, you, I'll, I'll happily send you a, a sort of formula of how to do this. And it is literally just a little bit of science. You, you put them in a crate, you leave them in there, you take them out, they need the loo. If they don't go to the loo, you come in, you put them back in the crate. And you just retrain that whole brain thing. Also, um, try and stop them having access to the areas where they're going to the toilet because that's going to trigger, the smell's going to trigger the need to go to the toilet. Mm. And they don't even need to go to the toilet sometimes, but they're just, oh, mm-hmm. and they just go for it. So, Do you think, Darren, that we've become overly <clears throat> happy with having dogs inside? They never used to be an inside animal, and now they live in our beds. Yeah, see, for me, I've always had, we in the UK, you've always had dogs inside, and the yeah. dogs outside were always the ones that had the problems right? because they have the whole world to deal with. I think we have the whole barking issue is, is because we have dogs outside. Ah, okay. If you stick a dog outside at night time, they're going to bark. They have to control their environment. They're going to get scared, so they're going to bark and try and scare things away. Okay. If they're indoors, it's quieter. Mm. So yeah, that makes sense. The best way to stop a dog barking is bring them indoors. <laughs> there is still time for you to have a chat with Darren. The number is 0800 844 747. Here's a text that just says, I've got a brand new foxy pup. Well, actually, no, I just put that in there. It just says foxy pup. 
So that could be any age up to one, couldn't uh, it? Yeah, I'm going to guess sort of six months to eight months, that kind of time, I guess, right. or maybe younger. <laughs> okay, then it goes on to say she won't come when I call her. So, so if it's a really small pup, she doesn't really know you. So um, that first sort of six months is where you start to build that relationship with your dog. And the best way to do that is to have two of you, have one person at one end of the room, one person at the other. You have treats, you have toys, and you just call the dog's name. Because mm. we, we automatically assume that just saying good dog or good, I don't know, whatever the dog's yeah. name is, is going to let them know their name is. We have to teach that name. Yeah, it makes sense. We have to sense. associate it. So we have to kind of like ping pong the dog between us, calling the names. Mm. If it's an older dog and it's outside, it's because they're just way more interesting than you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Brilliant name for a dog, by the way, ping pong. <laughs> Hi, Cheryl, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Good morning, Cheryl. I've recent- good morning. I've recently um, inherited my mother's Maltese dog. Yep. It's, it's really looking bald. Okay. All over, and it just looks terrible. And there's this thin white hair, but how old is it? Uh, yeah, sure. it's about eight. About eight. Now, has your um? You say you just inherited your mum's. Is your mum still alive? Or yes, she's um, but she's had a stroke, so I had right. to. She's had to go into care. So we've only had it about five days, six days. Yeah. I've stopped putting the covers on it. My mother used to always put. You know, the clothes yeah. on it, and I don't do that. I... Yeah. Certainly if you think, um, if you wear clothes, that does tend to stop the hair from growing. Um, certainly you'll find yourself, there would be certain areas that are completely covered and your hair doesn't grow, but it does where the sun gets it. So that, that might be one of the reasons why it's sort of thinner. But I would, again, if, if I've got a dog and, I, and maybe it wasn't like that before... I would certainly take them to the vet just to make sure there's no skin infection there that's causing Good advice. Hey, Cheryl, we just want to squeeze one last call in. We're going to go to Margaret before we get to the rugby. G'day, Margaret. Hello, good morning. Hi, Um, Margaret. Hello. I've got a Bichon poodle, (laughs) and uh, he sleeps in a... He's eight eight months old, and he sleeps in a cage at night. Now, I've been trying to get him out of that because he's getting quite big, and um, whenever I try and sleep him just in this little area where he... To sleep, he 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 backs and backs yeah. all night. But when he says, yeah, he doesn't like going into the cage. Once he's in there, he doesn't. Uh, he's quite happy. But what do I do? How so, do I get him? I want to get rid of the cage. Why? Um, this is my first question. I've got seven dogs. They all sleep in their crates at night, and we've got dogs from one year old all the way up to seventeen. Oh, do they? Yeah, it's their kennel. It's their safety, isn't it? So you've you've given him this lovely place to be where he feels safe, and now you're saying, no, we're going to rip it away from you. Leave him in there, cover it with a blanket. You'll have a dog that won't bark and will be settled at night time for life. Fabulous. You can always take the kennel with you. Just just get the crate slightly bigger. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> hey, Margaret, all the very best with that. Darren, thank you so much for being no in the studio once again. Right. And if people want to get in touch with you for some advice. Yep, so you can go online and you can search for Mindfulness for Dogs. You can even search for Darren Murray. You'll find me there. You can go on my Facebook page, just M for Dogs or Mindfulness for Dogs. Good stuff. Thank you yep. so much. Have a good rest of your Sunday.